Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. Bradley off the screen for three. Is he going to miss? He's been terrific in this first half. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Pat, welcome in. How are you? Man, we're good. Kristen and I were talking in the first hour. Ricky Council has uh, impressed us and surprised us. I, I didn't know he was this good. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I don't know if I was talking to Musk uh, yesterday. You know, the, the, one of the great things about being able to do a game is, you, you know, you're at practice and the coaches feel an obligation that they get to talk to you because, you know, you're going to be on the broadcast. So, I think, you know, a lot of people thought of Ricky as a guy that's going to play in the wing. He's going to slash. He's going to finish at the rim. Be a great defender. Obviously, his athleticism. Get out transition. Um, but Must said, you know, slowly he's shown that he can not only play the point, but he can. You can put him in ball screens. Uh, and I asked Ricky. I was like. Um, you know, a lot of people thought that you were, you know, just that attack and wing. And and, and he said, man, you know, I'm, he's, he's a quiet kid, laid-back kid. He said, that's really how I want to play. He said, I've played that way since high school and in college. And, and you know how it is. Every player thinks that they get that part of their game. Like, everybody thinks they can do everything. Um, that's, I, that's probably the most difficult thing for any player is to look in the mirror and, and understand your strengths and weaknesses. So he always felt like he could do it. I don't know if it's just everything's coming together now with the with his understanding of the game and athleticism, but yeah, man, you saw at the end of the game, um, Musk put the ball in his hands against mm-hmm. the zone, and he was able to penetrate. He's so strong and big. He, can sh- he was shooting over that uh, Muhammad, the Matu. Um, and then he actually made, you know, I would never say he has the vision of Anthony Black, but he made a pretty good pass um, to Jordan Walsh in the corner, which ended up being, I think it ended up being a um, second chance opportunity layup. So, man, he's shown a lot of things, and, and even his jump shot. Um, you know, I, it's funny what Musk said about that. About that three. I mean, that, that's that's. I mean, what did he make that? One out of ten times, two yeah. out of ten. No offense, Ricky, but with the shot clock winding down, so um, yeah, he's. I, I tell you, what impressed me in Maui. I mean, his just just catch and shoot. I was like, what? I didn't know he catch and shoot one dribble, pull up, and uh, you know it wasn't from the three, but fifteen, seventeen feet. And he's so athletic; his defender is going to give him a you know, a foot or two to, to get that shot off. So I think Anthony Black, to me, was the story going into last night's game because of his performance in Maui. And, like, 1A, 1B was Ricky Council. And then I think Ricky's averaging 20. I, I just saw it's like a power six <laughs> conferences. That's like third in the country. So just to give you an idea of, 20 points a game in college basketball is very rare. 
After watching Anthony Black last night in person, played all 40 minutes, he had 14 points, 5 of 8 shooting, so it was very efficient. He had 8 rebounds, 3 assists. What do you think of his game? He He's the all-around guy. I mean, he's first of all, he's a, a lot bigger than you'd imagine. 6'7", he's got thick legs, he's got really good bounce. Um, his ability to, with his size, he can see over any defender, but he's got an edge. He's got a toughness to him. Bend back down, talk a little trash if he has to. Uh, he reminds me of the great, you know, all great point guards or lead guards, however you want to describe them. They sort of know everybody's business. They know a little bit about everybody and everything, and he's got that in him. Um, and you can talk to him about a, a number of things, and he, you know, he kind he knows this player, he knows that player, he knows this tendency. So he's kind of got that gene. Um, and he's also the thing I love about, especially point guards that are not afraid to take control. He doesn't run from the ball. He doesn't run from a shot. He'll take a big shot if he needs to. Uh, and, and, and those are the, just to me, the mental side of things because you can see his size, you can see his skill, you can see all those things. But it's the things that you can't see that make him a top 10 NBA pick. I mean, this dude is, I, I, I can't, there's no point guard better. I mean, there's guys maybe who've had big time games from the point guard position kid from Creighton had a heck of a game against us. Mm-hmm. But when you put everything together, I can't think of a point guard in college basketball that is is better overall than what he gives you. He rebounds, you know. Um, but I think, you know, being able to observe him and talk with him, his mentality is is exactly what you want it to be, to win games as a, as a leader. Tough, aggressive, gun back down, not afraid to make the play, make a miss, turnover, no turnover, not afraid to do it. So, um, and he's a, I mean, he's a hell of a defender, man. He's just great instinct. So he's everything. He's probably better than what people thought. Is he? A, if, if, if if that's even possible, is he a legit six seven? You know, I mean, obviously his, his hair kind of you know throws up, but I mean, he's legit. Yeah, he's legit. I mean, as legit as I can as, as I can say um i mean he is a monster out there like there was a play where he was guarding troy was throwing the ball um inbounds under their own basket and their point guy was throwing it inbounds who you know he's about six feet tall whatever five eleven not very tall but anthony black is on him and dude couldn't see anything so his six seven, he gets uses all of it. I mean, even if I don't know, maybe he's six six and a three quarters or whatever it is, but whatever it is, he knows how to use his length and and he's all of that size for sure. Uh, mentioning Anthony Black, not including Nick Smith or Anthony Black. This is our question today, by the way. Who will be the highest drafted Razorback in the twenty twenty three NBA draft? Ricky Council, Trevin Brazil, Jordan Walsh, or other? Oh, not counting those other two. Um, yeah. Ricky, Trevin, or Jordan? Um, I, I was 
beginning of the year, I was leading towards Jordan Walsh, um, just because he, uh, I think he had, you know, he's got great athleticism. He's got more guard skills than Trevor Brazil. Um, I felt like he was a better shooter than Ricky Council, uh, but but <laughs> I still would feel uh, lean towards Jordan Walsh. Uh, rather than the other two, I think Trevin is still developing. Like his, you know, just just those skill level wise. I mean, he's got the, the length, obviously, athleticism, all that. But I just think from a, um, you know, ball skill, strength, uh, Jordan's got that a little bit more. And I think Ricky, you know, for Ricky, it's can he remain consistent? Like, is this like we've seen guys? come out of the gate, just like shoot out like a rocket ship. Um, you know, with Ricky, he's averaging 36 and a half minutes a game. Probably one up. I don't know how he ended up last night, but that's the most in the SEC. Like, I, don't, I mean, Superman, Superman's going to struggle to do that throughout the whole season. So, you know, for I think the key for Ricky and, you know, probably his draft status, all that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. You know how how Musk can can kind of manage his minutes down to maybe the low thirties, which Nick Smith coming back is obviously going to help that. I think, you know it was funny. I don't know if you remember Christian. I don't know if Wes was on, but we talked about who's going to get the minutes once Nick Smith comes back. Mm-hmm. And you look at it, you're like, well, Ricky's playing thirty seven. Anthony's playing forty. <laughs> it's like, well, you know what? I mean, those guys should probably be around like. 32, 33 minutes, which is still a lot of minutes. But I think maybe, you know, those guys not playing as many minutes, um, you know, it all kind of even off for Nick Smith to get his 30. Uh, following up on you saying Jordan Walsh, I-, I think a lot of Hogs fans are probably down on him because, well, he was the incoming five-star and he's not scoring like you would want from a five-star. But defensively, he's there. Uh, how long mm-hmm. do you think it takes for a freshman to get acclimated to the college game? It's going to take. I mean, it could take. It could take. You know this this entire non-conference. It could take four games, and he's shown the flashes. I think that that that's why so many NBA scouts are high on him because he's got the skill. The skill is there. The athleticism is there. Uh, the skill set is there. Catch and shoot. He can make that. He can put it on the floor. The next phase is, and he's going to adjust and figure out, do I shoot it? Do I attack? Do I attack and make a pass, get past? You know, those, those types of things are, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen for him. Um, you know, sometimes it happens after four weeks, sometimes after two weeks. Sometimes you show flashes of it. Uh, I remember watching Moses Moody. His, if you go back and watch his first three or four games of the season, he was trying to figure out, do I catch and shoot this, or do I put it on the ground? And there was multiple times he put it on the ground and he got himself caught underneath the rim with, like, three dudes blocking a shot or missing a layup or forcing a layup. And then it took him um, – it didn't take him long because Moses is a pro. I mean, that, that's the difference is, you know, those guys, boom, they figure out pretty quickly. So Moses was able to figure out pretty quickly, but he had that sort of transition of, okay – what, what, what do I need to get? It may take Jordan a little longer, 
but he's already got that skill. Like, he's going to become a better shooter. He's going to become a better ball. He's not all there yet, but he is certainly more advanced than most guys at his age with his athleticism and length and all that stuff. So it may take a little time, um, but he's shown flashes of it, so you know he can do it. Um, but it's it's, um, it's game minutes, fellas. You guys know that. You know, it's game minutes. You know, the more games he plays, the more minutes he gets in games, the more he can figure stuff out. What do you think will be the next uh, two – well, we got five games before conference play begins. What's it going to look like for Nick Smith over the next three weeks, four weeks? Man, I, <clears throat> I don't think that was easy for him last night because he's so excited. You saw his first shot, man. He was juiced. <laughs> I mean, I think he must have jumped 10 feet high on that jump shot. <laughs> Put it on, like, the third row. So it was good for him to break a sweat, get under the lights, they would be referees with the whistles and, you know, uh, the crowd cheering your name. And it's a different feel, although he's played, you know, exhibition games and, and um, all that stuff. But I think, I thought, you know, he might have been on a 10-minute to 15-minute type deal last night. Obviously, the game didn't go as smooth, so I don't think he played in the second half, so he didn't quite hit that number. But I, I, I'd imagine, what do we got Saturday against San Jose State I'm looking at. So I'd imagine he'd probably be around, you know, 15, 20 minutes, hopefully. I'm not so sure. That'd be a good question for Moscow. I don't know if you guys get a chance to talk to him. Like, what is, how do you increase a player's minutes that have been out? I'd be curious if do you do it five-minute increments. Do you say, you know, now we'll just play him until we see he's, you know, feeling good conditioning-wise? Um because he goes hard in practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, practice and pregame warm-ups. I mean, dude is going. So, um, I, I don't know. I think some of it mentally probably too, right? For him, coming off a knee, you, you're like, okay, well, can I do all the things that I did before? So, I, I would anticipate, well, I would hope, Wes, by the time we see Oklahoma, he, he's got full steam ahead, um, which I can't wait for that game. You were right about Nick not playing the second half. They were at, they asked Coach Musselman last night if they if he thought about putting him in in the second half. I thought about it probably four or five times about putting Nick back in, maybe more than four or five times, and I just thought it was completely unfair. Uh, once we got past the twelve minute mark, I did. I, I, I'm not going to do that to a player uh, when the game was a one point game and he had sat for that long. I just I did I just did not think it was fair to any player. If Gilbert Arenas was sitting there, I, I wouldn't have. It just you just don't do that to a player, uh, in a in a one point game when he's when he sat that long. Yeah, it makes yeah, makes a lot of I, sense with that situation. It does, and I think the what what needed to be accomplished for Nick and the Razorbacks and Coach Muscle was accomplished, right? Get on check in, get on the floor, get your sweat. Okay, now we build on that. So I, I think the most important thing was him checking into the game. You know, whether it was six minutes, twelve minutes, whether he made ten shots or no shots. I just think the important thing was him getting in. Um, and now he's, you know, now it looks like he feels pretty good about about where he's at to build on it. What was the word up there about Devo? Anything being talked about? No, it's just I, I think it's something that happens. You know, throughout the course of many teams in this season, you know, guys just 
I mean, we had it when I played. There was a, you know, throughout the course of the season, there was a few guys that uh, needed to step away, whether it was you know, something they were going through or, um, you know, something around them. So it's funny when I think, you know, I was doing a game. I think if you, like every team seems like they have, they go through this type of a situation. Um, so I, I, you know, for Devo, I, I think it, it, it for him, he, he played well. I thought in the first couple games, even the San Diego State game. I don't have the box scores up now, but I think for him, the best thing is to be around that team. You know, I mean that's that's his that's his family. But you you know you want to make sure that he's in in a good place too. So um, you got to take the time to make sure that. Uh, that that you're you're at where you need to be to come back and compete. PB, uh, Alabama had a big weekend, uh, a nice win over North Carolina. Who, who else in the SEC? Crazy. Yeah. Well, North Carolina's kind of struggling. Uh, they, I think they had one of the biggest drops in in poll history as a number one team. I saw that yesterday. Who else in the SEC yeah. besides Arkansas and Alabama have looked good to you? Well, Kentucky is always going to have that talent. It's about um, putting it, it because they've got length. They're going to play defense, so which means they're going to defend, rebound. They're going to get offensive rebounds, stick back. They're going to get to the free throw line. They're going to do all those things based on their personnel. So they're always going to be a threat. The question with Kentucky this particular year is um, uh, they they got two shooters. I'll, I'll say guys who are known as shooters. They got other guys who can't shoot. Are they going to make shots? Are they are those going to be the games that they struggle? Um, Tennessee is a team that is always going to defend and rebound. They don't have a dynamic offensive player. Last year they had that kid Kennedy Chandler, the point guard, who was so quick he could break down a defense and kind of give you a little bit something that. Nobody else on the court has don't have that this year. That's why they're shooting a whole lot more threes this year. Uh, but Tennessee, Kentucky, the usual suspects, Auburn, incredibly athletic. This Auburn team is going back to like Bruce Pearl a couple of years ago where he's just stretching the defense, pressing your face off, running, um, getting to the rim, offensive rebounds. Because he also doesn't have a Jabari Smith like last year and, or Walker Kessler, so – they're doing it with um, a lot of defense, press, transition. And I, I'm going to tell you something. So Mississippi State flying under the radar, looking real good. Mm-hmm. Um, Ole Miss had been looking good. They obviously lost Oklahoma. But uh, keep my eye on Florida. And the only reason I say Florida is because they've got a pretty good number of guys back. they get an older team. Um, and that always helps. First-year head coach has veterans on his roster. That, that helps. So um, those teams stick out. Texas A&M was another team Buzz Williams and building up has a lot on his roster coming back. So you expect um, you expect them to be competing to get into the tournament this year. They barely missed it last year, and I think A&M's going to be the team that flies under the radar, like nothing sexy. But you watch at the end of the year, they're going to be um, in position to be you know competing to get in the tournament. PB, thanks. How about Missouri? Do you see Missouri got votes? 
in the latest AP? No, I did not. I know you're shocked, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know I was too. <laughs> I was shocked. We'll we'll see Missouri in the bud in about a month, so we'll get our eyes on them. Hey, good luck with the teeth. Thank you, boss. Hey, don't forget um, five thousand dollars. River City Flooring. Terry is wants you to email him. Terry at RiverCityFlooringInc.com. This is a great Christmas gift. Email Terry uh, explaining why you think somebody uh, should get $5,000 worth of work and flooring done for Christmas. Come on, Wes. It's Christmas. It's... Email Terry at RiverCityInc.com. Uh, RiverCityFlooringInc.com. That's Terry. And if anybody needs the information, Christian, if they call the buzz, you can hook them up, right, with the info and the email. Yeah, I mean. Got I it right can. here in our hand. Right. We're ready. You guys are ready. All right, boys. Appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Later, Pat. Thank you.